This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I'm Chops, and with me, as always, Craig WK. Craig WK. And today, we are talking about... Oh, hey, wait. There's someone over here with... With headphones and a mic. Wait, no. Did you know that if I, according to podcast law, if I do not introduce this person, they cannot speak for the whole time that they're here. Uh, and I know podcast law. I've been studying it for a while now. You, if of all the people I know, uh, you know more about podcast law than anybody else. There's no way Matrix gonna be. It's able. very wait, Craig. Oh yeah, no! Yeah, it's is, is it like Neil's use? Well, now that you said my name, I can talk. Yeah, it is. That is how Craig. the law works. It's like being jinxed. Podcast law is very similar to bird law, so you're in trouble, Craig. <laughs> and Sharia law. Wait, <laughs> I feel like we escalated very quickly there. Oh wait, no, it's not. No, it's not. I take that back. I take that Ooh. back. Oh, I. So, Edits, right? <laughs> I I can only hope so. Uh, so this week we're talking about a, a game that's uh, uh, pretty important to honestly just about the whole Legend of Retro crew, but we can only yeah. have a few of us here. And uh, 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 Matrick, of course, wanted to uh, chat about this game. We're talking about Lunar Silver Star Story Complete for the PlayStation. It was released on May 28th of 1999. This role-playing game remake tells the story of Alex, a boy who dreams of adventure as he goes on a quest to become a dragon master and save the love of his life from the clutches of an evil sorcerer. Now, before we get too deep into this game, yeah. after playing this, uh-huh. didn't you both want to just go on a journey to become a dragon master? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, like, afterwards, I was just like, well, there's no point in life. <laughs> yeah. If I can't be a dragon <laughs> master, it's over. If I, can't have a, if I can't have this life where I fight for justice and magic and dragon stuff... I just not gonna get out of bed, and then Chops didn't get out of bed for years. It was, it was the dark days of Chops' life. So that's where you went all those years, right? Yeah, you I know, just thought he was unemployed. It was. I tried to go on my own quest. Slowly realized dragons aren't real. Wait, what? Wink, yeah. wink. I'm just telling the people that they're not real. Oh, they're really real, Greg. Also, God. I don't know about you guys, but the police tend to frown on you wandering around town with a sword and shield. They don't I mean, like that. <laughs> not if you never... Well, yeah, yeah, I got arrested a few times. <laughs> anyway, so this game was made, uh, developed by Game Arts in Japan Media, mm-hmm. and 
but it was released by Working Designs. Yeah, localized by, uh, uh, and they're kind of legendary at this point. They do amazing work. They 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 it's they do really good work, and and honestly, I think that by today's standards, their work isn't necessarily that much better than a lot of others. But back then, it was crazy because so many games that were being localized. They nobody really cared enough to no. do a good job. They didn't really like try to like capture the spirit of the the game, the humor, whatever the case may be. They just sort of did a real slapshot job and slapped it on a, a PlayStation disc and frisbeed it at us. Yeah, yeah. A lot of companies did like one to one translations, like tr- taking the exact text from Japanese and and translating it into English. Whereas like working designs, they would take the take the story throw out almost all the text and and rewrite their own dialogue so that it would make sense for an English speaking audience. There would be pop culture references that would make sense. And that's the way to English. do it. Like oh, yeah. I mean, if you want your audience if you want a an American audience to buy into a Japanese game, you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to cut some things out and make it more American, unfortunately. Yeah. I guess if you're losing you know, you're losing that original translation, but but it, it like I don't, I don't know what the original translation's like, but I feel like it. It's pretty close. I would assume. It, like I'm serving, I'm sure you get the same feeling from it. Is yeah, it, they were very uh, focused on making sure they got the feeling of the scene. Yeah. right. Yeah, and, and I definitely appreciate Working Designs for that. I, I do feel like Working Designs in that era, uh, I feel like their writing was kind of clever, but almost a little immature. Like yes. the, the pop culture <laughs> references, they dropped some like a, 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 a gratuitous amount of cusses yeah. for really just not much of a reason. They dropped like hard R's. They, uh, they you know, they... Uh, well, that was, the, that was the 90s. It was a little more... I mean, well, I mean it's the late 90s. Yeah, it was it's it's a little bit 90s, more angsty, right. like... Yeah. Uh, You're not wrong. A little more abrasive kind yeah. of language. But, I mean, this game, it also had full motion animated sequences. Which Those were yeah. gorgeous. Crazy. Like, it was just like a cartoon. It was it was like watching an, it was like playing an anime. Like, yeah. Uh, the anime cutscenes. Because, like, so many other cutscenes in that era, you know, were polygonal and, like, you know. Tried to be super realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, yeah, Final Fantasy VII's cutscenes look pretty, pretty good. And even by today, they don't look bad. But, like. You know, you have Lunar, which is just like, oh, hey, it's just anime. It's just like, it's a cartoon. I prefer that. I yeah, do too. It holds up a lot better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the game, so this game was released, <laughs> this version of the game was released on PlayStation. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is version two, right? This is version two. Okay. Do you want me to go, yes, go over yes. that? Let's start from the, the yeah, version yeah. one. So version one was released as Lunar the Silver Star okay. on Sega CD yep. in 1992. Seg- it's crazy that there's that much of a gap. Yeah. 92, the yeah. original Lunar Seven came out. Years. Well, so there's a reason for that. Oh, okay. They wanted to port the game over to the Sega Saturn so they yep. could do more cutscenes. They eventually released it in Japan on mm-hmm. the Saturn in 1996. Due to a dispute between Sega and working designs, they didn't end up releasing the Sega Saturn version here. They went right to oh, translating the PlayStation version. Okay. Hmm. And that one was called... Was the Saturn one called anything different? The Saturn one was still Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. Okay. Then, to make things even better, <laughs> for the Game Boy Advance, we got Lunar Lunar Legend yep. in 2002. And uh-huh. then in March of 2010, we got Lunar Silver Star Harmony for the PSP. Yes. Basically the same game. 
yeah. just with minor tweaks. <laughs> I think between Lunar Silver Star for the Sega CD and Silver Star Story Complete was probably the biggest yeah. change in narrative. And yeah, they added content. quite a bit. They added more story moments. They felt like Luna was a little kind of bland. Mm-hmm. So they ended up like keeping her in your party longer at the yep. beginning of the game, putting her in more like scenes and stuff, which is great because like I, I do I do like Luna's character and I feel like it would have really been a discredit to the character if it was just like, oh, yeah, she's just a damsel in distress. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah, because she left your party after I think like two to three hours in the game originally. And now she's with you for, I'd say, probably five to five to seven Ish. Long enough to get attached and be really, really yeah. depressed yeah. when she's taken away. Yeah, from you. I agree, and 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 that also goes to like the script. It makes the script fuller when you're kind of planning out these characters a little bit better, having them stick around, making the the story more cohesive. And um, I honestly wish I would have played this on the Sega CD so I could have that like frame of reference because I've yeah. played it on the PlayStation. I've it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is it rough? <laughs> it's a little. It was rough going back to because see that's the thing is I wish I would have played that first. Yeah, and then and I've played the PlayStation, I've played the PSP version, but on my Vita, and it w- I would just love to see that transition. But I mean, you know, like, because oh well. you got to think it was what ninety two or 90, whatever ninety two in ja- yeah. probably in Japan or whatever, or yeah. even in America. It was ninety. It came out here in ninety two, wow. so it probably was even earlier than that in Japan. I feel like that would have game would have blown my mind in nineteen ninety two. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Especially in the Sega CD, I'm sure it had some cutscenes. It had some cutscenes. They were a lot more basic. Yeah, but and I think there was it was about ten minutes of animation versus complete has about an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a ton of anime cutscenes. It's great. They're yeah, they're solid. They are uh, definitely solid. So uh, let's chat a little bit about the gameplay, though. Uh, I mean, it's honestly though, it's pretty basic. It's yeah. Uh, yeah I actually it, don't have anything in my notes about the gameplay because it, it is so much. It, yeah, it, it, but that's uh, sort of like kind of to its credit. It's yeah. just a JRPG. Uh, the only kind of gimmick it has going for it is the movement. Uh, like you, you sort of move on the battlefield, and your certain attacks have range. Mm-hmm. So like, what was it, sword dance or sword flirty or whatever that sword Alex dance, has? I think was the first one. Uh, the uh, Alex. His like sword move has a certain range, and you know he'll jump up to the enemy, but like you still have to be fairly close to do it. Mm-hmm. And like spells will hit, I think multiple enemies if they're bunched up together and stuff. It depends on the spell. There are some that are yeah. set to target like a single target. There are some that are set to target an area, and then there are some attacks that will hit the whole field regardless. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, movement placement is the the only kind of like real gimmick to the game. Yeah, but it's kind of strange because like it's all a two D field that you're yeah. looking at. So it's but it's not grid based either. So it's like it's really kind of weird. It's, fluid. it's hard to figure out where your character can go because the game doesn't really yeah. tell you. Yeah. Did you, you guys ever cheese the beginning of the game and give everyone a ranged weapon and put them as far back? As no, possible. I never thought about that. Oh, yeah. no, no. Uh, yeah. So you can do that? You can give everyone range weapons? They hide in the back and the enemies can't get to you? Yeah, and for the most part, like in the first couple hours, nothing will be able to reach you. <laughs> wow, back there. really? So yeah. yeah, you have to, I mean, you still kind of have to be tactical with like what targets you hit, but for the right. most part... If, yeah. As long as you're hitting the right targets, you'll keep pushing them back before they can get up to you. Oh, okay. Well, I, I never went with that. Um so in the beginning characters, you have Alex, Luna, and uh, is it Nail or is it Nall? No, I would have said Nall. I always said Nall too, but it's spelled like Nail, right? N A L L. Is it N A L or is N A I L? Oh, I think it's N A L L. I'm pretty sure it's N A L. It is. I just read my writing one. Okay, anyways. I'm starting to doubt myself for a second. So Alex, Luna, and Nail. And Nall. 
they're they're uh, confronted by Ramus, uh, <laughs> Alex's uh, chubby childhood friend, who kind of gave me pokey vibes from Earthbound. You would think, yeah. Yeah, it, only he's not nearly that bad. No. And uh, but like Ramus is greedy and he wants to go into this dragon yeah. cave, <laughs> right, and get. Trick and poop. Yeah. 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 What do they call it, though? It's dragon uh, Diamond. Dragon Diamond. But it's, it, it's later you find out, like, dragons. yeah, the uh, uh, the dragon's like, I don't know why you people want this, but uh, here you go. It's, you know, you know scrape it out of my litter box. <laughs> Ugh, and, yes. Uh, but I, uh, so, like, Ramus is like, I want money. Yeah. Money, money, money. Gimme, um, gimme, gimme. I'm a greedy fat kid. <laughs> he was, like, swindling the villagers, too, at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. He was a jerk. He's, He's like, kind of rotten. And he was kind of useless in battle. Yes, he, he was. was. He would stop growing statistically after, yes. like, level five or something. Now, that's kind of an interesting approach that, like, he's not a hero. Yeah. He's just this, like, random kid. So he can't advance beyond a certain point, which I kind of appreciate. That's a cool. That's a cool. That was interesting. I kind of like that. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not the hero. He's not a warrior. Interesting enough, uh, uh, there's another aspect to Lunar Silver Star Story Complete is that uh, when it comes to leveling, uh, enemy, I think it's enemy bosses will scale with Alex's level up to level 50. And I think everything beyond that, you just start dominating the game. Like, oh, so, really? So if you're like level 60, you have a distinct advantage over the enemies that you're fighting. Interesting. But if you're level 50, the enemies are at the peak of their strength in the game. So like, there's kind of a weird fine mm. line between the difficulty in the game. Yeah, I always thought that was interesting. Certain abilities would definitely help out more in some fights. So in that way, it was worth it to level. Yeah. But yeah, you were... Also increasing your boss's strengths as you as I didn't you leveled realize up. that. Man, I'm, I should have known more about this stuff when I played it last. I know, which was like a couple years ago. But <laughs> I first noticed it because I played, you know, I played through the game, and then I was like, I'm gonna play through this again, but I don't want to deal with leveling up, so I'm just gonna game shark it and oh, level okay. 99 <laughs> at the start, and then you go fight the first boss, and you're like, this is taking a little bit longer than it should. That, yeah, that's funny. I uh, I never knew that my first time playing through the game, so I I ground, grounded up my levels, but I didn't go beyond fifty. So yeah, I was, same like, here. So I was no. like, oh my god! I was like, why is this game so tough? And I could have made life a lot easier if I just didn't bother. Oh jeez. I uh, what else do we have for characters? Oh yeah, so we have uh, a whole bunch. Characters. Yeah, we have uh, uh, on top of uh, uh, Alex and Luna, who are like childhood sweethearts, and all their little cat dragon flying thing. I uh, you have uh, Nash, who's the most pompous. He's one of my favorite I, characters. I of course, say, he's I, your favorite. No, I actually have in my in here about. I have a case for for Nash. I would like to hear it. So, Defend your Nash, you two. Okay, so here's what I think about Nash. I think he's the most pragmatic yep. of the group. I think I thought about it like this: if there is a giant boulder on a hill uh-huh. that is about to crush a town below. Uh-huh. The rest of the group will stand in front of it, uh-huh. and Nash will be the one be like, "Guys, we should probably not be here right now." <laughs> I, yeah, I, he's I, a survivalist, <laughs> and he thinks rationally, and a coward. And he and I feel like he does. <laughs> he he genuinely cares about the people he travels with. He just does it in a, in like a selfish way. Like he has a very narrow view. Like yeah. he does what he 
thinks is helpful, even if it doesn't ultimately end up being He tries. Helpful. He would like He tries, Craig. It's like I, I pushing someone Nash. out of the way of the boulder and into a spike pit. Like, ooh, I thought I was getting you out. Yeah, I don't hate Nash. It's just I feel like he does come across as like he's real cocky and condescending at the start. Yeah. That's and the last line I have here. All said he's very <laughs> arrogant. <laughs> and like I do feel like his sort of like outward like kind of uh 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 you know that arrogance out. You know that he puts puts forth does crumble, and he becomes very, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably to me the most real character in the whole. Honestly, game. Honestly, he probably because is. he has a huge personality and story arc based on who he is as a character. Because also he's in love. I guess is he in love or is he just has complete admiration for Mia? I think it was a crush on her. Yeah. A crush on her? He had a crush on Mia. And he treats her like a princess. <laughs> yeah, basically. He does. But he like respects her authority because she is the daughter of the uh Magic like, Guild, the headmistress. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he goes he has a dark arc in this game. Well, he yeah. idolizes uh uh which there's going to be some spoilers in this episode, yeah, I feel yeah. like, for you know, warning for, for everyone who's interested in this game. Uh, he really, really respects Galleon, yeah. who is the, he- uh, the head of the Magic Guild. I think Guild? the premier is the what premier, they call him, Yeah, but... the premier. Like, he's the, the grand vizier who's certainly yeah. not going to betray yeah. us. No, 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 not at all. He's like Jafar, but not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah, but effective. <laughs> Jafar was not effective. Uh, well... Okay, he only yeah, got his power from a genie. Yeah, fair enough. That's true. Uh, yeah, so Galleon is like this former hero. He's the premier of the, the Magic Guild. Nash loves him. And his world starts to crumble a bit when he realizes, oh, oh, no, Galleon's not that great of a guy. No, he's a douche. Yeah, he, I, I actually have a lot to talk about oh. with Galleon, so we'll get to him. Uh, so... Mia, uh, we mentioned Mia. Uh, she's uh, uh, she's kind of timid and quiet. Yeah. She's the not like, real confident. Yeah, she starts gaining confidence throughout the game. Mia is a little on the more bland side as far as the characters go, but I I feel like she she's you know got a good uh, story arc. You know, in you know she sort of finds herself as she goes through this quest and gains courage and confidence. Uh, but she's not nearly as flashy as Jessica. Yeah. No, I no, she's I'll, not. I will say, though, uh-huh. out of all the characters, I think Mia was the one I could relate to the most because mm-hmm. she tries to tackle all of her problems on her own. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't want to, like, burden, like, early on, you can see, she doesn't want to burden Alex until, like, it is absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and she she has a lot of talent, but she is also very timid about that talent. Yeah. And she has blue hair as well, right? She has uh, like a real dark blue black, black hair. hair. Okay, I'm just trying to keep count of how many people have blue hair in this game. <laughs> it's an anime game. Yeah. It's like almost everybody has blue hair. The NPCs, the NPCs, have, blue yeah. hair. Yes, NPCs have blue hair, uh, except for Jessica. Uh, yeah, Jessica is the uh, the daughter of the mayor of Moribia, who's like a former hero, right? Former hero, former pirate, former pirate, uh, and he's like they're like uh, like beast people, right? That's a wide range of careers yeah. if you think about well, it. He was, so he was recruited by the previous Dragon Master in yep. Galleon. Dine, yeah. Uh, and he, they like, Dine and him fought, and then he proved his strength. He's like, I'm going to come with you. Yep. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, all right, dude. Cool, whatever. It's, it's, about as, yeah, it's about as cliche as it gets. But yeah. his daughter, Jessica, is the priest of the group. The priestess, yeah. Yeah, yeah priestess, uh, and which I thought was a really interesting touch that, you know, because it's so often that, like, you know, the, the timid character is the healer of the group. Right. Jessica is a 
Firebrand. Yeah. She is so, so spiteful, and she hates her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Who is <laughs> part is of the party. Part yeah. of the party. And That's not awkward at all. No. Yeah, and, and so they're perpetually fighting. She curses at him all the time. Uh, it's honestly kind of funny and charming, you know, yeah. but but at the same time, it, like, there are parts where it's like, she, like I was watching a, a cutscene when I was preparing for this, and, and, and Kyle said something, and she's like, she called him a dumb and then cursed at him. And I was just like, was the, did that, was that needed in the script? I just, I, I mean, she's, she's just real fired up. And Kyle, her ex-boyfriend is like a, a barbarian. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's, he's like a barbarian on solo. Like yeah. he's a vagrant. He's a ladies yeah. man. He's a gambler. Kind of, he's a gambler. Kind of a bandit. Yeah. Kind of. A, he's all over the place of like, you probably shouldn't date this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, his intro is a cutscene where he's in jail yep. and he wakes up in a drunken stupor and goes, well, looks like Kyle's had another uh, night of wine, women and song <sighs> just between you and me. I think I had a little too much of the wine. But the women didn't complain, and then he passes back out, Just falls right back over, and like it's like Jessica. What are you doing? Yeah, you. Why are you still talking? Just don't distance yourself. Find a different barbarian, guys. Kyle's cool. He's fun, but he's only fun for Alex at a party, right? Not fun for the women at the party. Oh, There's yeah, no yeah. way that's the case. You got to find the barbarian that's right for you, <laughs> right? You really There's do. There's a barbarian for us all. <laughs> Really he is. is not it. Well, no. in the beginning of the game, he's not it. Uh, I guess he does kind of he does straighten us up. He redeems yeah, himself yeah. a little bit later on. He's but... still a little scummy and a bit of a jerk, but yeah. he's not nearly as bad as in he's the beginning just of the so game. Charming. <laughs> he's so charming. I'm he, sure that you can change talks, him when he talks down to women and drinks all the time. <laughs> I'm sure so that he can be charming. changed. Oh, he just God. needs a little bit of work. No, so no. he's not. A, he's not a rock <laughs> waiting to be polished. I'll tell you that much. So. Uh, so the, the, the premise of the game is that, yeah, Alex wants to be a Dragon Master, but the reason he kind of has to step up to do that is not only because destiny is sort of thrusted on him, but his childhood love has been kidnapped. Which, is it, like, I had a hard time thinking, is he really in love with Luna? Oh, Alex? Oh, I think he is. Absolutely. You think so? Like, it's not like, uh, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed like, at first it seemed like, He's kind of saving her because they're childhood friends, but he's not really in love with her, but well, he learns what, to love her. I don't know. Here's what it's I think is interesting, because when she gets taken, there's a point in the dialogue where you're given a choice yeah. where it's like, I'm going after the bad guy, or the other choice is, I'm going to save Luna. So I feel like, in some ways, it's up to the player. Yeah. Even though that choice ultimately doesn't make a difference, and I have more to say about that later. It gives it allows the player to assign Alex's motivation. Why are why are you doing this? Are you just punishing evil or are you going after Luna because you care about her? That's a good point. That's a good point. So I and this is a big spoiler. So I I in the game at this point, you talk to this Galleon guy and Galleon is a former hero. And, you know, like, how could things go wrong? He's in your team and he's really powerful. Yeah. And Galleon is like. Listen, I need to go talk to your dragon, Quark. And Alex is like, yeah, why would this be a problem ever? So Alex, Luna, and Galleon go to visit Quark. And Galleon is great in your party, by the way. Oh, yeah, she's real yeah. powerful. Really good. Way good more powerful. <laughs> so Galleon appears before Quark, the dragon, Quark, and, uh, and he... 
it's just this magically and fancy black armor. And they're like, Galleon, what's going on? And he's like, not Galleon, dear friend, or dear Cork, Magic Emperor Galleon. <laughs> and he subjugates the white dragon Cork. Mm-hmm. And uh, he then says, ah, but who shall be my queen? And looks at Luna. And I want you guys to think about the perspective in this way. Yes, you know, she's a damsel in distress that Alex needs to save, and that's a big motivation. But I want you to really, really think about this. Galleon, who's an old dude at this point. He ain't young. This older guy, you know, not only is he a jerk and he wants to, like, rule the world and do terrible things, but he kidnaps your teenage girlfriend or Mm -hmm. even teenage childhood friend, Mm -hmm. takes her. Wipes her memory away with dark magic and puts her in a skimpy outfit mm-hmm. so that she can be his bride. Yeah. That's weird. I never. Galleon's a creep. Yeah. Galleon is a giant I mean, creep. Maybe the magic like prevented him from aging a lot. Listen, you can look like you're 20 years old, but if you've lived <laughs> for 50 years, you're still a 50 year yeah, old. Yeah, I know. I, I know. have a counterpoint, but it's the biggest spoiler in the whole game. Yes. That has to do with. Who she is? Yeah, that's well, what I'm. Yeah, gonna, that's it, what I was gonna say. So yeah. you can go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's that's a big part of the game is that Galleon has uh, like unresolved feelings from her last quote unquote life, right? It's, right. So yeah. So with your logic, wouldn't that make Luna not a teenage girl? No, no, she was reborn a, as a baby and has no memories of the past life. But she was reborn, so she has that past life already. Listen. Listen. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking your point oh, no, no. and putting a little twist on it. Oh, no, it. here we go then. Uh, let's look at it in a very realistic sense. Okay. If you fall in love with a woman and she doesn't return your feelings and you kidnap her daughter, <laughs> wipe her memories her and put her in a skimpy dress and you're like, she's now my queen because I wiped her memories. Do you what you what you are? But, but you're her, an even worse rapist. Jeez, oh, you know what was that's weird? what you are. It's real bad. It's horrible. I can't go down this road anymore. I, it Thanks, doesn't Greg. get any worse than no. Galleon. Galleon I, is an effective villain. Don't get me wrong. He's he's mean and he he looks imposing, but he's a real creep. I never realized the extent of Galleon's feelings towards Luna until I played the PSP version because that has like an introduction chapter. Yeah, it does. And that was the point where I kind of realized, like, oh, there's also romantic feelings on top of just I want this. Oh, yeah. Because right, the, the past is that Luna was Lumia. Uh, Althena. Althena. Sorry. And there and the previous Dragon Master and Galleon fought off the Black Dragon. Right. Isn't that correct? Or I believe it was something like that. Yeah. It's been and a while since I've played through. They couldn't beat him. Isn't that what it was? So they Luna sacrificed her life and her energy to what remove magic from the world or wanted oh, to no, no. Like, she gave up her divinity divinity in it. order to uh let the world be filled with life yes in that so because her her fear was that humans were relying on her too much and yeah. she wanted humans to be able to like continue the, yeah do their own thing continue on civilization and galleon was against that galleon was very against that because he was in love with her and then the previous dragon master gave up his powers as well uh-huh. they traded their abilities her his dragon master powers and her divinity in order to do that mm-hmm. and it's kind of implied that they might have liked each other 
You know, it's I don't think it's ever stated necessarily. Right. Uh uh, or at the very least, she she liked maybe uh, dying more as friends. Who knows? Uh, but Galleon in that moment was like, you guys are idiots. You guys have made a horrible mistake, and I need to correct this. Mm-hmm. And he did it by forcing his will on everybody around him and taking a kid's well, he absorbed power too at that point. I oh yeah, at the end of, yeah, at the end of the game, he was basically his plan was to steal the divinity himself because he'd do it right. Right. He's basically the worst. Yes. <laughs> And then the the Luna is raised by who? Alex's parents. Alex's parents, who is also a friend. Alex's dad uh, kind of adventured with Dine the same way Ramus adventures with Alex. Right. And then you find out <laughs> Dine was the previous Dragon Master. Oh, you yeah, find out. They tell uh, you that at the uh, out, right? Yeah, yeah. Dine, Dine is the yeah the previous dragon master. But what you find out later in the game is that the older adventurer that's been helping you along your way, Lake, yes, is secretly yeah. Dine. Right, right. And uh, uh, that's what I meant to say. But Sorry, you know, you. but you want to know what to to uh, to Dine and Lake's credit, he doesn't try to kidnap Luna and okay. force his will on her. <laughs> okay, Craig, we it's got real it. Creepy, we got right? it, Craig. Yes, yes, we got it. It's really it's creepy. Like feel, I feel like you feel oh, very strongly God. about this. I honestly, I really. Really do and and a part of that is because as I went through the game, like you know, like in my head, it's like oh, okay, Alex likes Luna, Luna likes Alex. They connect on the boat. They you know they they've you know been like you know spent all their lives together. And here comes this jerk to kidnap the party member that I was just level grinding not long ago. <laughs> so the real reason, oh yeah, the real reason is because the game got harder. Gotcha. Although well, I, d- I mean, her, her abilities in combat weren't especially great. Like, she was other, a healer. She was a she very was good a healer. healer. But I mean, like Jessica is a healer too. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Kind of takes into the over party. that yeah. role. You know, but I, uh, yeah. So I mean, there's that's not the only creepy part about the game. Well, there are other creepy. There's parts a lot there. of other creepy stuff in this game. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of lines about. Like drunk guy in Maribia is like, oh, this yeah. place, this is a place of freedom. I can like stalk women and drink all I want. Yeah. And he's like, and then he's like, what kind of free so place weird. is this? The bartender wanted me to pay for my drinks. Yeah, and then like you can get the character cards. Oh yeah, the just, Brahmides. Just weird to me. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, they, and they get weirder in the second game. Yeah, but uh, we won't talk about the second game yeah, today. Well, yeah, no, that's a, a story for another time. But I. Uh, yeah, it's you're you're not wrong. There there's some weird parts because I think they they realize oh we're shoot like we're shooting for a preteen audience here, and they sh- like you know like the Brahmides are just like pictures of the female characters in like skimpy outfits or whatever, right? In the not first one, in the first really one, it's just them in their outfits. Oh, yeah. the, well, second the second one is, where is it gets when, real yeah, skimpy. Yeah, that's right. But what else do we got to say? I uh, so uh, there's a couple of things to talk about when it comes to the voice acting to the game because it's amazing it, for its time it was solid because so much voice acting in that time was really bad mm-hmm. really bad I uh, so uh, a couple of things to uh, uh, to make note of so uh, the voice actor for Alex uh, <laughs> I think I know where this is going Ashley Angel uh, was in the boy band yes, O Town oh really yeah. I need to look up this I, voice cast it's how list. I found out about. O Town, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, the other uh, kind of interesting voice acting uh, kind of story that I uh, got a hold of here—it's uh, actually compliments of Xander—is uh, that the voice actor for Galleon 
his his death screams and coughing sounds pretty yes. realistic, right? Oh, yes. Uh-oh. The, oh, the things they had to do to get that. So in order to make sure that it sounded right, what the voice actor did, he's, he drank spoiled milk. Ew. And, like a gallon and a half. And, like a gallon and a half? A gallon and a half. <laughs> And he Sorry. honestly, his cough sounds sound legit because oh, yeah. he's honestly coughing up spoiled milk. That's so gross. Isn't it? But it sounds good. Yeah. It sounds really good. The voice good. actor said he got pretty sick afterwards. Yeah, understandably so. I, uh, So I, I, you know, I, on top of that, though, I do have a funny story about how I first came to play this game. Oh, what's yours? So, uh, well, uh, does everyone else have a story of how you first began the game or is this uh, I, I. It was just basically you guys just like rented it or played it, and uh, I got it. I borrowed it from a friend of mine uh-huh. who had the game, and he's like, "You need to play this." I'm like, oh, "All right, I'll give it a shot." And I borrowed it from him, and I just got hooked, and I just I I couldn't stop playing it until I beat it. And I was in uh, high school when I did this. Okay, maybe maybe middle school. I. And uh, how about for you, Matrick? Because uh, I, I feel my story is fairly similar to Chops, but slightly more involved. So for me, I went over to a friend's house and I saw him playing it. And I was like, I need to get this game because mm-hmm. it looks interesting. Um, and my friend said, oh, there's a second one. And the kind of amusing part is he was like, oh, I think it's called Star Ocean. So oh. <laughs> this like the second one. So I go to the store and I I saved up enough money to get a couple games uh-huh. and I go to the store and I could only find Star Ocean. So I'm like, well, I'll, since I want to play both games in the series, I'll just get Star Ocean now and then I'll check another store and see if I can get Lunar. And then I played Star Ocean and I'm like, this isn't right. <laughs> It's funny because I remember you playing Star Ocean years ago and you saying that you liked it. I didn't realize that you got tricked into I got buying tricked it. into playing Star Ocean. Star it, it's it worked a good out. game. It's, oh, yeah. it's a good game. I, I, you know, I, I don't doubt it's a, a great game. It's just funny that you were essentially hoodwinked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my story actually involves uh, uh, our buddy uh, Sean the Arcade Phantom from Noiseland Arcade. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, had gotten Lunar and I was like, man, it looks really cool. I really want to play it. And I was like, I'm going to be going on vacation to Kentucky to visit family but like you know there's a fair amount of like downtime where you're not really doing a whole lot and uh i you know i i was going to be bringing a like a video game system i was like you know i was like it's going to be a long weekend it like i'll be like i think it was like maybe like a i don't know like a thursday to a like a thursday to a monday or something like that whatever the case may be i was like sean do you mind if i borrow lunar and he's like well i just got this like other game or whatever he's like yeah you can borrow it for this weekend and I was like, man, I'm going to see how far I can get. And he's like, yeah, you know, just don't spoil anything for me when you're back because I'm like, I don't know, like a quarter halfway through the game or something like that. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. I go down to Kentucky and all I did on this vacation is I like avoided my family and played this game. <laughs> and when I wa- and when I was like at my because uh, we used to go to my great aunt and uncle's place first and then we would go to like my cousin's place, uh, uh, my aunt's uh uh, and cousin's place. So, like, when I first got there, I'm playing this game. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. And I get down to like their place, and all I forced them to do is watch me play this game, my younger cousins. And I was just like, this is amazing. And I beat the game on this long weekend. Oh my gosh. Nice. Got back to, to Michigan because uh, we live in the Detroit area. And I get the game back to my buddy Sean. And he was like, oh, how far did you get? And I was like, I beat it. <laughs> and I beat it before he did. Oh, he must have been so yeah. mad. I like how he, many of your video game stories involve ignoring family to 
like binge them. Yeah, basically, that's, that's a lot of my life. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, funny that I, I have uh, a lot of stories about me beating games before friends when I borrow it from them because I'm a jerk. <laughs> uh, much like our uh, uh, Threads of Fate uh, episode, if you go back to listen to that one, me and Xander talk about that. Uh, but yeah, that was my experience with the game. Nice. Well, last thing, we're probably going to get to music now. Oh, we're going to have to talk but about the music. last thing I want to mention is the collector's edition for this game. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, they had some really nice things so, in there. So, even like the, the second game, too, was amazing, collector's edition. But, like, oh, yeah. I don't know who came up with the idea of what collect what they were going to put in these, but it had, like, extra discs. Uh, yeah, it did, had the making of disc and the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack. The, it uh, had the art book. And the soundtrack right? doubled as the, I, I believe the soundtrack doubled as the bonus feature disc as well. Yeah, I think so. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, yeah, it also had like a, a hardcover book or something yeah, that came, came with it? Yeah, hardcover instruction uh-huh. manual, had a bunch of artwork inside, interviews with the cast. It had even the song lyrics in English and yeah. Japanese, so you could kind of compare. And I thought it was funny how like how many humorous little quirks there were in the instruction manual. Uh, there was one line I, I wrote down, because it just cracked me up, uh-huh. where they're talking about they're doing a walkthrough, and they reference these uh, enemies. They're called albino baboons. And they say, or whatever term you use for large hairy creatures, abominable snowman, Sasquatch, Ed Asner. <laughs> and then there's like a little oh, picture of them. And it Ed says, Asner. Ed Asner angry. Ed Asner smash. I didn't own the Lunar one. I owned the Working Designs uh, uh, hardcover uh, Vanguard Bandits book, mm-hmm. though. And it is. It's honestly pretty funny. Like, it's legitimately a good read. Uh, so yeah, the 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 work they did with like like just the bonus stuff for their games was amazing. Did you guys catch? I didn't realize this for the longest time, but the discs, like the artwork on each disc, is different from game to game. Like me and my wife each have a copy, and our disc ones have completely different art. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, mine has the Magic Emperor on disc one, and my my wife's has Dine and the Four Heroes, and I think Xander had one that was like. Alex and Luna. I almost traded him at one point because he wanted the Magic Emperor one. And I was like, oh, I kind of liked how like vibrant and colorful his yeah. disc one was. But I was worried because like mine had scratches and I was like, I, I was going to feel bad if I traded right, it to it him and work. it didn't work. So, man, I'm oh, going to collect bad. them all. Yeah. That, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize that. Uh, it didn't come with. Is this the one that came with the medallion or is it the second no, one? No, it was the second one. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, so, I, yeah, let's go ahead and chat about the music. So, the music was composed by Noriyuki Iwadare, uh, who not only worked on other Lunar games, like Eternal Blue, of course, uh, but he also worked on the Grandia series, the Langrisser series, uh, as well as Kid Icarus Uprising and some of the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney yeah, games. Yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, honestly, like like the music for Grandia, I... Uh, uh, Longtime listeners uh, of the show will know that in recent times we've been doing the opening music bracket and the Grandia opening was in there. And uh, I believe it has lost because it was going against Chrono Trigger, which is a shame, but it is a great open. The music uh, uh, that Noriyuki Iwadare does is so good. And uh, I I think he wrote like a hundred pieces of music for this game. Didn't end up using a lot of them, but he wrote, I think he said over a hundred. Yeah, it's crazy uh, how much music is in this game, and then who, the, which isn't even in this game. Right. Uh, so, 
We mentioned the uh, anime openings. Uh, so the the first song that we want to talk about uh, that uh, Chops brought up is the song Wings, which is the opening uh, theme. Mm-hmm. And it has lyrics, and it is so wonderfully 90s anime. Yes. So you should go home and look it up. Look up the video version Yeah, watch the it, video. Because it is way worth it. Yeah, it is really, really good. Let's go ahead and give this a listen. I want to go on an adventure. It really, really takes me back to like when I was a kid and I was like downloading like crappy quality videos to see (laughs) this anime opening because I didn't technically own the game. Yeah. It's it's cheesy. It's super cheesy. And some of those lines don't make sense, but that's okay. Although, so you've played the uh, PSP version shops, right? What did you think of the opening song? In that version, I don't know. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I, I really like this one yeah. over that one. I can't remember what the mile. one was for that one. It starts. It's the same song. Yeah, but the like the words are different. Like the first, oh. the first two lines are saying "far away" over and over. So it's like, so yeah, they just say "far away, far away." <laughs> oh, instead, wow. of, instead of the whole "in your dreams" part, weird. So, Maybe the, it's just like a weird another translation that. Well, because Working did. Designs didn't do any of the remakes because yeah, Working Designs right, no longer uh, exists. Did that. I didn't like that one as much. But I felt like this one just really captured that like big sense of adventure. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the cheesy 90 anime-ness. Yeah. The like, part where they say that uh, that innocent youth, youth, careless and kind, the guitar riff that is in the background uh-huh. like, always gets me. Oh, yeah. oh I love it. Uh, so this is a song that, uh, Matrick, you chose, uh, Reach for the Front, uh, which I don't remember exactly where this was in the game. Do you? It's when you get your airship and you're headed for the frontier. Oh, right. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, give this a listen.
it's a super exciting kind of uh kind of pumping song i like that yeah the synthesizer and it's really cool and the drum beat it's very upbeat very there's a lot of movement in the song yeah it's very energetic i like the part towards the end there's like the the bells going on in the yeah, background yeah there's like all those like nice ding, little ding, touches ding. yeah that's so much fun I uh, for my choice, I chose uh, "Toward the Horizon," mm-hmm. uh, which is a very heroic song, and it's also in my uh, uh, at home Dungeons and Dragons like playlists. Oh, it is. <laughs> so it comes on uh, uh, a fair amount, uh, and so uh, every time I hear it, though, I always get really excited. Uh, so let's go ahead and give this a listen. dig that it uh also has the like the main theme the wings song mm-hmm. like worked in yeah that was always one of my favorites although i am glad now my original first thought was the song determination and i'm glad i didn't pick that for mine because it would have been three variations of the same song oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're all very good yeah the but... soundtrack is really really solid and it's a good mix of poppy synthy music with mm-hmm. that adventure like orchestral music and you said something that I forgot to bring up uh, since this is part of your music playlist for D&D yeah this game is is essentially a D&D game story oh yeah, yeah. it's very 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 dungeons and dragons yeah uh it's you know uh, it's your the 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 your love of your life has been kidnapped by an evil sorcerer. Yeah. You need to go to different dragons and unlock yep. their power in order. It's it's very uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I I the only thing that I would say is that it's not a very fun Dungeons and Dragons campaign for the rest of the party who are along for the right, ride right. for the main character. But regardless, yeah, it is very very uh, classic fantasy. Yes, yes, it is. It is great. One song I was sad we didn't get a chance to to do was the uh, boat song. The ah, boat song? the boat song. The, the, the wind, uh, wind nocturne, I think, is what it's called. Yeah, the uh, winds nocturne. That's the uh, the song that's in uh, like when they're traveling on the boat to go to where are they to going? Meribia. They're going from Saith to Meribia, and Luna's really unsure of herself, and so she, for some reason, is on the the top of the boat in the, in the crow's nest singing about how she feels. Oh. It almost got cut from the game. Oh, yeah. They had to uh, fight to keep it in. They did. Really? Uh, just like it was how... taking so long to get all the animation and oh, everything done. Oh, okay. Just like how Matrick had to fight to get it into this episode, which he just did. Oh, I don't, You're welcome. I don't feel like that was a, a hard fight there. <laughs> it really isn't. 
wonderfully cheesy <laughs> it is very very it's... cheesy uh and very very good at like capturing the the mood and the feeling i think it's melodramatic uh, very it is, melodramatic it is well. a little melodramatic i remember is there when... a hole in my soul patrick yeah. is there a hole in my soul <laughs> who is... says that it's like a almost like a live journal entry <laughs> <That's what laughs> <I'm saying>. <laughs> <laughs> dear live but... journal is there a hole in my soul will my star shine bright uh, I mean, honestly, the the scene looks great in the anime cutscene because yeah. it's like uh, like fireflies are like dancing around it's on the boat. Pretty. It's very a Disney. A lot of work went into that scene, like just insane amount to get that boat animated. Uh, I think that was one of the few things they they used uh, computer graphics for oh, was wow. the boat. The just the boat. Just the, no, like <laughs> actually, the boat and the fireflies wow. were computer graphics. Luna and everything else was kind of a two D yeah. animated backdrop. Oh, it's all man. Uh, I just want to stop all of a sudden <laughs> at work and just like start singing a real heartfelt song, just like it was like something that I had written, but it's not. Yeah. Oh man. Uh. So we've we've talked a ton about this game. It definitely gets our seal of approval. The uh, uh, couldn't recommend it enough. Uh, Craig's seal of approval. Yeah, absolutely. Uh. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, uh, jump into our. Well, let's listen to a, uh, a word from our sponsor and jump into our retro relapse. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Matrick, you uh, you chose the game for us. I sure did, and I I regret everything. <laughs> As you should. That it, you know, sometimes you you pick a bad game because it's it's fun to just like play a bad game and and make fun of it. Uh, this wasn't that. This I'm like, oh, no. this should be interesting. 
It's got a good person's name on it. It does. Wayne Gretzky. You're like, man, this, I loved his this Nintendo 64 game. Yeah, this the, has got to be good. Yeah, it, it really was not. Wayne Gretzky Hockey for the Nintendo by Bethesda. Bethesda and published by THQ. Wow. I knew we were in trouble when it shows there's an animation of Gretzky skating up and like doing a slap shot through the TV screen. And Gretzky's left-handed, but they had him shooting right. And I'm like, oh, no, we're in trouble. <laughs> They're real accurate with <laughs> this game. a bad omen. <laughs> I, can't, I didn't see it, but is it, was his jer- jersey the right uh, his color? His jersey was the right color. Okay. Although right. it didn't have, like, a, I don't think they had the actual NHL approval to do this. Yeah, I don't think so either, because <laughs> they were missing quite a few teams. They were missing a lot of teams. Uh, and as a, a Metro Detroit person, there was no Detroit choice, yeah. which was rude. But they Very had their rude. last names for the roster. They did. So I would guess they probably had the licensing from the Players Association, but yeah. not the actual NHL. Oh, interesting. Because that happened with another Gretzky game that they did for the Super Nintendo. And that one was that one's not bad either. Well, maybe huh. was he part of the like head of the Players Association? Maybe. He might have been like the player representative. I wouldn't be surprised. The problem, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, but the game was a top-down <laughs> hockey game <sighs> where you're two different color teams. Uh huh. Sort you of. don't know who you're playing as no. until you start flashing your character flashes. Uh huh. You rotate your character's direction, but they don't move in that direction unless you hold that direction. Yep. And you pass with B, shoot with A, which took forever to figure out. Do you, though? Kind of. Like, shooting was weird, because a lot of times you'd be, like, right in front of the net, press A, and he would just, like, shoot it off into the corner. Right. It wasn't real consistent. Yeah, it really wasn't. It was very sloppy. Changing players was very odd. Like, on defense, I kind of understood it. I'm used to, in newer games, when you switch players, it'll switch to the one closest to the puck. Right. This took it even a step further where on top of just being completely random on defense, it was completely random on offense. So you'd have a character that you're not controlling with the puck. Right. And you press the button thinking, oh, it'll surely take me to the player who has the puck. Right? Nope. 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 No, not my defenseman who's not even on screen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't even know where you're at. And there was like these weird breaks with like... <laughs> When you get a penalty or something, and there was just like these ad scrolls on the bottom of the penalty <laughs> uh, at Joe's. feed. Eat at Joe's. One was Eat at Joe's. One was talking about a car with its lights flashing yeah. in the parking lot. Another one was like a donation to a charity. One was talking uh, about blood pressure. Well, yeah, blood oh, pressure. Oh, really? I didn't or, see that one. That was it, weird because all I saw off. at the bottom was blood. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, what? Right. Because the penalty, because it'll go away and go back into the game, but it keeps left, uh, stays where it's left <laughs> off on the previous <laughs> penalty. So it picks back up with that same message when you get back. Oh, it was hilarious. I yeah. couldn't for the life of me figure out what was going to be a penalty and what wasn't. Or oh, how I was know. even I was like How does it even happen? Yeah, I would just notice a player would be like almost like on their back. Yeah, like on their reason. back sliding. Oh, it's a tripping penalty yeah. or they'd run into each other, yeah. nothing would happen. Roughing penalty. Yeah, we got we got matching roughing penalties me and Chops we were it was at point one point four against three. Yeah. I didn't even know that the players were actually being removed from the ice. To give you an idea oh, of how just like rotten the controls are in this game, it got to the point where Matrick got a hold of the puck, and I no longer was playing. I just sort of held the controller in my hand, and he took a a few shots, but like it just like he would keep throwing it into different corners, <laughs> and like it would pass it to somebody else, and I just like was sitting there. 
And and it just like and it's still it's like oh even when you do nothing nothing yeah. happens yeah. this is no. terrible I don't, I don't know how I got a goal honestly I don't know how that happened but I did and then we just shut the system off yeah <laughs> I didn't know. even make it through all three periods <laughs> and there was like different settings you could choose like how the difficulty or like your skill level I don't yeah, know what I didn't that know what the skill did. level was supposed to be no I don't know this game was awful it was pretty bad uh, it was yeah so what do you guys give it on the eight bit scale Matrick you can go ahead first if you'd like I'm gonna go with a two. Two, I will second that decision and go with a two as well. Honestly, I almost want to give it a one. It's just, it's just really bad. The controls are terrible. It didn't have our team in it. Like yeah. it's nothing that had it. Like there was nothing for me in it. I, I give you guys credit because you guys know about hockey from that era pretty well. Like I, I unfortunately don't. Uh, so like you guys knew the players and stuff, but like I, it doesn't mean anything to me. So well, I'm giving yeah, it a one. There yeah. like a couple that I that I recognize. Yeah, it was, it was funny in the preview of the game when it just plays by itself. Oh, there yeah. was like Trish it would say there names for Kelly. I'm yeah, like, it was the Bethesda what? team. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, there, it was Bethesda versus Bethesda. Oh, okay. It was the Bethesda's team. Okay, that makes more sense now. Bethesda like, has two teams? I guess so. Probably the developers or everybody. No, I was just being game. sarcastic. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. they, 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 they have <laughs> enough developers for two teams? <laughs> yeah, yeah, at right? that time in 19, uh, what was it, 89 or something? Uh, 88 the 88? game came out. Yeah. This 88. Is a, this is not a good game. Don't yeah, play no, it. No, I don't understand when we had ice hockey and I think it was just a little bit before Blades of Steel but I mean you look at those games oh they're amazing and those way are, better those are playable yeah this right. is not <laughs> no this is definitely not no it's really it was this is really disappointing this was like a cash in on the Wayne Gretzky name I have to think oh, oh it had yeah. to be oh, yeah. yeah I'm sure Wayne Gretzky was like you're gonna you're gonna give me money to put me in a video game yes do it I don't care what you make and he doesn't give have to money. do anything I just have to uh, pose for a picture for the box art. Yeah, solid. Let's do that. <laughs> you could use my trading card image. Even better. Right. Give me money. I don't even have to take the new picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Oh, geez. But let's go ahead and uh, jump into our opening music bracket. Uh, we have two vastly different songs today. Very different. Yeah, we do. Uh, mildly. Yeah, so let's go ahead and listen to our uh, first song. It is the opening to Pokemon Red and Blue. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, uh, or was composed by Junichi uh, Masuda, uh, who's done, a, I believe, a, a few of the Pokemon games and uh, does really good work. I mean, this, this is Game Boy and it sounds great. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, give this guy a listen, huh? I do enjoy it. It's this is a tough uh, tough decision, right? 
You know, I think this two? is a, a fairly tough decision. I mean, I think this song is the the most popular one. Yeah. Uh, but the the other song is vastly different, insanely different. But it is still a great opening song. Yeah. So this song, if correct me if I'm wrong, Craig, is the Command and Conquer. Is it Red Alert? Red Alert 2, Two. yeah. Opening Red, theme. Uh-huh. And this is uh, composed by uh, Frank Kilpatrick. Uh, uh, oh, no. Uh, Kilpaki, I believe it is. K-L-E-P-A-C-K-I. I'm butchering that name. I apologize, yeah, Frank. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Frank, we're on. We're we're close enough. We're on a first term basis <laughs> right now. Frank, I really like your music. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. It's so metal. <laughs> it's super metal. Very different from Pokemon. I mean, now I want a Pokemon intro that's metal. <laughs> Can we get that same theme in, in metal? I'm sure it's probably on YouTube yeah, somewhere. Yeah, oh, it's got to be somewhere just on com- YouTube. Combine too. those two styles together. It'll be amazing. I, I don't know how this is going to go, really. This no, is these like are a shot in the very, dark for me. I, like, I have more nostalgia for Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, but. there's a lot of a ton of nostalgia for Pokemon, but I also never really played the Command and Conquer games. I didn't either. You oh, know, I so, did. I played them a bunch. So, so for someone who has that nostalgia too, I'm sure they're at odds. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say. They're both great songs. I, I'll be excited to see where people's kind of like uh, uh, you know views on uh, you know retro gaming music lie. Yeah. Because it's easy to say that Pokemon is certainly the more retro mm-hmm. of them, but like, I mean the it's hard to go wrong with metal, right? Right. It's. I, I mean, I can say that. I'm sure you guys can. Not most people can. But I mean, one of them makes me feel like I'm I'm warming up for a hockey game, and the other one makes me want to throw uh, rocks at animals. Oh, <laughs> like, oh god! Oh dear god! <laughs> <or> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Patrick, that. Whoa, no, whoa, 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 I don't know what you do whoa, when you're not whoa. playing hockey. Let's hear them out. No. Like, let's or, hear them out. Or, or plastic rocks, I guess. Poke- I was thinking. I was trying to think of something that would be equivalent to a Pokeball. Uh, uh, clamshells, uh, like food clamshells. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Balls. That's- Ball- balls Rubber was balls. the safe answer. Rubber balls. Balls yeah. was the very safe answer because we do that with animals anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh, but okay. I. Where I, can they go to vote for this, Craig? 
Hey, that is a great question, Chops. And uh, our listeners can go to a few different places to vote these days. All right. How many places? Well, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have our Discord, and you also have Patreon. Oh. For any of the uh, members of Patreon, if you go to uh, www.patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, you're going to be able to uh, get access to our Patreon page where you'll be able to uh, sign up for even just as low as a dollar and get access to the voting uh, Discord channels that are uh, exclusive to our Patreon members, as well as uh, a monthly show for $5. Uh, We have a lot of uh, uh, great perks on the network, so make sure to check that out. And Matrick, you were uh, nice enough to join us. We're lucky to have you, but uh, tell me. What are you up to uh, these days? What uh, what uh, are you doing? You're streaming games, right? I am streaming games. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Uh, I am on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Magic on Stage. Usually do older RPGs. Been kind of binging Final Fantasy XIV lately. Nice. Uh, Lunar will definitely be a game that comes up in the near future. Uh, I'm also on YouTube, uh, Magic on Stage on, on YouTube. Yeah. Where I do right now, I'm doing let's plays with with my wife. We are playing Danganronpa, and we give all the characters kind of goofy voices, and uh, people die, <laughs> and <laughs> we have to figure out who did it, and you know, say, hey, you're guilty, and then a bear, <laughs> right. and then a bear kills the guilty person. It's uh, a and good, then a, a bear kills a okay. bear kills them. Are you familiar? Any, <laughs> no, with Danganronpa, no, not at all. Oh, I was gonna say murder mysteries in general. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember murder mysteries. The ones that I've read, like Agatha Christie ones, never involved uh, a bear murdering somebody. To you judge, didn't read enough judgment. Agatha <laughs> yeah. Christie, apparently. I, I, guess, I guess not. I mean, if you want to know more, I know a YouTube channel you can go to. I will have to out. do that. I will have to do that. And I love your stream. You play tons of great games that I enjoy watching. Except for Earthbound. I kind of chucked out when that one came up. But, you know, that's all right. It's not all right. <laughs> Chops, your friend yeah. Matrick was streaming and you turned it off because you're selfish. He's going to be even yeah. more mad. Like at the time we're recording, the next stream is going to be Final Fantasy VI. I don't think oh, that's going to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Well, I'll just keep supporting you on Twitch. Yeah. But, but I, I guess uh, it won't be. Ugh, those games. Like you have bad taste. Games. That's what <laughs> your problem is. Whatever, Craig. Whatever. You just have really bad taste. You know what? Let's let's at least at least we can all agree that Lunar is amazing. Lunar is amazing. Lunar it's, is yes. amazing. We're, we all, all, we're all on the same page there. Lunar is amazing. Wayne Gretzky's <laughs> hockey on Nintendo is garbage. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. you just gotta start with the basics and then you come to a point of understanding. That's right. There you go. There you go. Glad that you all were able to uh, give us a listen. Make sure to check out other shows on our network. I told a story about uh, Sean, the Arcade Phantom. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can uh, listen to him and myself talk about The Simpsons on uh, uh, Noiseland Arcade Podcast. Uh, the network, GameZilla Media, has a ton of different shows. Make sure to check them all out. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.